Mimo, Mimo, A, B, C. Oh. <laughs> so ridiculous. What do you say? A, B, C, one, two, three. What is it that you <laughs> you people do? <laughs> you radio people? <laughs> Mimo, Mimo. <laughs> We're back, baby. We're in the studio. You know what? A toast to the studio. A toast to the studio. It's back for all six of you. We're in the studio. We're very happy. We just want to thank happy. all of you for all your support mm-hmm. during this All traumatic... your financial support that went towards our... Be- oh, no. That was our insurance. Okay. Forget it. <sighs> that wall. Familiar sound of... What's with this water over here? Just glasses spit? were just cleaned. Oh. I just cleaned the glasses. So there's a little bit of condensation left or water. It's not really condensation. We're back. Here we are. We're in the studio. The basement is <clears throat> like ninety-seven percent done. We have the stairs, the stain, and poly. The bathroom and some touch-up stuff, but and some lighting stuff. But otherwise, it's pretty much done. Railing needs to go in. And the first floor bathroom is gonna take a big step in the right direction tomorrow. Tile. Big things happening in the living house. Big things happening. And I know you guys care. We all care about our about our house. Looked at our numbers today. You did? Mm. Oh, we don't have a lot of... Do we have more than six listeners? We have more than six on average, yes. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Wow. We have but to have a new we, t-shirt. We've kind of plateaued. Yeah, well... It's kind of like us. You get to my age. Just plateau. <laughs> That's terrible. You only get better with age. We haven't done this standing up like this in it's so very long. Strange. It's very strange. I have strange. no idea if I'm in the video. I probably need to stay here. But yeah, you're probably we had not. it figured no, out where we just... could look at each other. But Yeah. We just tested the video. It worked. We have a new light. That's very strange. It's, it's a, a ring big, light. It's a vague circle. So I have like Come 15, two different lighting stands. We can use those for different purposes. But. I was very happy that you figured out how to put those the cover on because right, I was it was blinding us. I was literally seeing dots all over, just dots everywhere. Lighting is important to capture all of my good features. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or when I do this, no, it's not what you do that I laugh. It's that it's the back. It's that back hump of your I know, head. I know where it is. There it is. Yeah. There. <laughs> I don't need to it's like, I mean, I don't have a back hump of my, I mean, I suppose I do, but not the same, but like, I can't put it there because my ponytail's there. So I can't, I can't show you what it looks like on me. <sighs> I'm tired. I, long day today. <laughs> you went into the office. I went to the it was office. A big day it's been for a while. You. It was a big day for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of you. You made it to the Thanks, office. Mom. You made it back. I talked to my mother today. Oh, you did talk to your mom. <laughs> because when I commute, I have time to talk to my mom. It's one one benefit of going back to work and doing all those hours in the car, truck. Whatever. I don't know what was making me more tired. Allergies are probably not helping. But Yeah, it's really bad. I think the lighting, although I, I don't put my lights on in my office, but walking out into that lighting, I think, the whole thing. I'm just... Walking out into the lighting makes you tired? Well, you know, it just gives you... No, you don't know because you don't work in that environment. I mean, I'm going to be honest. When I shop at like a big chain store, and there's that that fluorescent lighting, yeah. I do sometimes get a headache. Okay, in that that's kind what I'm talking a... about. You said you were tired though. Well, was it a tired, headache or was it I tired? Had a headache, okay, but I know allergies. I'm complaining. You know, go for it. You I was there complain. for a nice full day. It was good to be there. Mm-hmm. At some point, I'm going to clean my office. It's mm-hmm. good. I left something there, so now I have to go back this week. <sighs> Remember the days you had to go there five days a week? I don't. You don't remember them? <laughs> it was so long <laughs> you ago. Block, you blocked them out of your memory or yeah. what? What's the matter? I don't know. I got to figure this out. I gotta... Oh, Sorry, boy. What are you doing? When you that. touch that microphone, it makes like crackly noises. Something like that. Maybe yeah, that no, that's, that's great. This that's so right. much better. I'm not sure what you're doing. Just leave it alone. It works. Just keep talking to yourselves. <sighs> Sorry, everybody. So I had some chicken talk because I got two giant bowls of eggs on the counter upstairs. And for those of you who don't know, we do have chickens. We're down to seven chickens. We at one point, I think at our height, had 15. 16. 16 at the height of our chickening. 
that's a that's not a word, but I made it up. So he, you hate the chickens. Am I talking back to you? Are you back listening to me again? I am. I know you hate the chickens, but I hate the chickens. But I just don't need more work the in my life. Eggs that they, the eggs that they give us are wonderful, and. I'm just thoroughly impressed because the best egg layers we have are actually our oldest chickens. They're like six years old now. So a lot of times they die at six years old. And these chickens lay. At least they stop laying. Yeah, at least they stop laying. And, And these chickens are still laying like mega eggs. That basket was almost half and half white eggs, the ratio of white eggs to brown eggs and the white eggs we only have two white chickens that give white eggs. I'm thoroughly impressed with those chickens. If we ever do, if you ever allow me to get more chickens, I'm going to get that breed, which was white leghorns. Not you know, like foghorn leghorn from the, from the um, was it like Looney Tunes? Remember foghorn, foghorn leghorn? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a tongue twist. I can't say that fast, but he was a white leghorn chicken. Mm-hmm. He's a rooster. You're right. He was a rooster. <laughs> and we don't want any roosters. Roosters are horrible. They're not fun. But anyway, so I was washing eggs before doing this and just amazed that I have, I washed a whole bunch of eggs and now I haven't, and we were just buying eggs just a couple of weeks ago. We had to buy eggs mm. to feed our family, mm-hmm. like normal people. I hate buying eggs because we pay all that money for- We pay money to take care of these chickens. That's what I'm saying. We pay all the money to take care of chickens. We at least should have enough eggs to feed I our guess. family. I have to take the windows down off their coop. They're going to die of heat. Ex- so you're probably going to kill our chickens. Hmm. Their meat is too tough to cook at this point. So That's true. There's no point in killing them. No, I, I need to do that tonight. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the dark. That sounds like so much fun. Mm-hmm. Mm. Did you have a, lot any? Of, a lot of bringing, bringing a lot of life here tonight. Me. Yeah. Me. Yeah, you're tired. Um, I had um, <clears throat> one of the kids clean the sunroom today. Did you notice that? I haven't had a really a chance, to be honest. I came in. That sunroom was the Lego room. I It was a became well, right. a trash this is the big, pit. With the basement opening back up. Right. So we can actually gain rooms Junk of from, our house that's back. That's all over the house right now. It's slowly being moved in the right places, although mm-hmm. there's still a lot of stuff, I believe, in the attic. There's actually not that much. I was in it the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. It's not that much stuff. That's true, because the aquarium. It's a few was, bins the aquarium in the aquarium. Wasn't down here. Yeah, I stand corrected. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's it. You have no more banter. You have no banter. I'm just gonna talk to myself. I'm tired. I know. Wake up. Big night tonight, by the way. Mm. It is a big by night. By time this is released, it'll be it'll be it'll be old it. news. It's probably but... only a big night for very few people. But... Yeah. I mean, we're we're big fans of The Voice. Yeah, we like watching it. It's one of our shows we enjoy mm-hmm. most of the time. Mm-hmm. Most this of the wasn't time. a great season. Wasn't it? Wasn't like I say, talent level was low. Yeah, there there wasn't a lot of wow standout people. Which usually there are a good amount of people that you say, wow, that is a really good singer. And actually, I think there were some better singers that got out early. Early on, like from the coach's bad decision making, like picking somebody over. There was some better sing. There was a better country singer who didn't make it through. And I feel like there was somebody else. Anyway, but they're but they've held their own. It wasn't it wasn't too bad last night. The finale and tonight we find out who wins. Very exciting. Are you excited? Not really, but it it it's something. <laughs> Yeah. Don't I just get to have time to sit with you? Oh, oh my work. That was one of the nicest things you've ever said to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, folks, welcome to another episode of Raising Eight. A couple of sinners trying to raise saints. Wow. Why did you drag that out? <laughs> so happy to be here with you in this new space, which is well, old here. space. They're not here with us. Well, we're here with them in spirit. <laughs> I don't know what it means. I mean, well, it's, it, I mean, you know, just tying into where we're going tonight with our theme. How's that? Well, we're going to talk a little bit about oh, see, see. how is he fun? Oh, uh, she made us a, little a very, a very that's, 
yeah, big leap to be able to bring into. We're bodily here, but you know, we <laughs> no, it doesn't work because no, if work. we separate your body and soul, you die. You die. You're getting weird now. <laughs> I'm getting. I'm. You just realized that I'm weird Finally, now. After like 18 Seven, years, 18 years, years, 19 years being together, you figured out I'm weird. It took a while. Well, I'm sorry to say that you're stuck with me. So, um, so folks, as you know, we're continuing our conversation on how to pass on the church's beautiful teachings on human beings and human sexuality to our children, and so we're just kind of telling you some of the things ways that we approach it. And we talked about starting with happiness and charity, love. And then last episode, episode 43, we talked about the mother of all the Catholic social teachings, which is the dignity of, of the human person. And this week, we're just going to dabble, dabble. Into a little bit of philosophy slash theology and... Dabble. Dabble. It's a weird word. It's a very strange word. I'm not really sure where you're going with it. What are we dabbling in? I just said dabble. Just, are we dabbling in me. philosophy? You know, sometimes we do, we do this sometimes. it's We do this? There are certain words and you just go, This huh. word is or a phrases strange word or to you. cliches. Or, and you go, mm -hmm. hmm, where they get them? Dabble. We're going to dabble. Now I can't say it because it sounds really weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> we're going to dabble. dabble. So we're going to dabble with a little... Aristotle. I don't think a, you dabble in, with in a something. Little... You dabble in something, don't you? I don't know if that's true. I think you dabble in. Like, we're going to dabble in a little philosophy. We're going to dabble. I suppose you could say dabble with Aristotle, but that doesn't sound right. No, don't look it up. Don't look it up. Why do you have your phone with you anyways? Really? If... <laughs> For these moments? Is that why you have it? If I could read this. Dab he can't read. Your eyesight. Dabble. It's getting bad. Meaning. Okay, go <clears throat> for it. Immerse one's hands or feet <laughs> partially <laughs> in water and move them around gently. As in, they, as in, this is so stupid. As in, they dabble their feet in the rock, pond, rock pools. Two, this is what we're talking about. Right. Take part in an activity in a casual or superficial way. He dabbled in writing as a young in. man. Did you see how it said in? In an activity, though, so... Dabbled in? But it could be with. You think? Oh. Does it say it? Dabbled in writing. We can say dabble in philosophy mm. or philosophical ideas. Origin is Dutch and English. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Debilin. Debilin. And dab. Oh, my word. Okay, stop. Stop. Okay, sorry. Put it away. So I was right. We'll dabble in a little Aristotle and yeah. Aquinas. Mm -hmm. To talk a little more, I mean, playing off of what we just talked about last week, about the dignity of the human person, the dignity of who we are as human beings, in order to understand... Go ahead. No, go ahead. You want to interrupt me? No. Nope. The church is teaching on our sexuality because that's part of who we are. We need to understand a little bit of anthropology of the human person. Who are we as human beings and how does that, how does our sexuality play into that? Go ahead. What did you want to say? No, yeah. No, that's perfectly, perfectly said. Per, um, I don't, my doubt it was perfect. Well, and I said. think the, the way that um, the church teaches about natural law which is philosophy, and um, and it's that which can be known. Natural law is what can be known by us as human beings through reason. Mm -hmm. And I've always found it a, a easy way to begin to enter into conversation about human anthropology because I think you can set some. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm hanging I on I your every know the word. vocabulary, what? terminology, <laughs> terms, like just some foundational type of, yeah. well, can't we agree on this? Can we agree on this? Can we agree on this? Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there are people that don't agree with some of these things, especially in philosophy, but it's time it's tried and true, right? It's it's been tested for thousands of years. 
this these this basic premise that we're going to talk about. And I think it's a nice, easy way of beginning to introduce children, anybody, but certainly children, into understanding the church's philosophical tradition mm-hmm. as well as her theological tradition. Well, in our human being, I and, think so. And all of the church's theology about everything is built upon the philosophy, the natural understanding of how things work and and these natural principles what's the matter with you? These natural principles that we're so much. talking about all the church's theology is built on philosophy. So yeah. that's the point. So, so I always I have a tough time with this because we're doing this audio and sure we got the video, but normally I like Yeah, to, we have like a little whiteboard. Like whiteboard, but it won't work for those who are listening on the podcast. Mm. Because um, you could insert a video with your little... With the video, but I'm not doing the whole video, so it doesn't really work. True. Anyways, okay. we'll do our best. People are good with their imaginations. Okay. So go ahead. Some people Try. are. I don't think all people are. Okay. I think most people are. I feel bad for visual learners here because mm-hmm. this helped me. So anyways, because uh, our good friend, Dr. Paul Gondro, he actually mm-hmm. would have been a good guest to talk about this. He would have been a great guest. We could, we, we could bring him too on Too bad another we hadn't time. thought about that. Yeah. Well, we could bring him on to go deeper. <laughs> when he was teaching uh, the graduate class that I took on on human sexuality at Providence College, he would use what he called the hylomorphic stick bigger man <laughs> to kind of begin to map out what we're going to talk about. You used a big word, hylo. Hyla. I don't think it's hylo. Hyle. H y l e. Hyla. Hylomorphic. Hylomorphic. Yeah. Not I thought hylo. it was an O. Maybe it can be done both ways. I potato, don't know. potato. Can you tell us what it means? So fundamentally, it's the understanding that all created order is made up of. You don't know. All created order? No, I don't know what you're about to Matter say. Matter and form. Oh, got it. Okay. What we see yes, here, it's yes, all yeah. mm-hmm. has matter. It all matters. <laughs> you're so funny. It's all created, creative matter and form. And what is matter? The stuff that something's made of. Right. It's that simple. I remember that from science, from mm. biology class, mm-hmm. ninth grade. And so, yes, so it's just what something is made of. And the form is the shape it takes. Or what animates that true material. Also can right in certain Same thing. Yeah. It's in an inanimate object. Yes. It's the shape that it, mm-hmm. it or the idea that it that it forms in your mind kind of a thing. Like if you're talking about a chair, for instance, the but matter that it's made it's out of. My brain is actually what it was intended to be. Right. But That's the, the form is it. what the shape that it takes when you envision it. Well, no, I'm, right? I'm looking at this table right now. The matter is some type of composite particle board. And metal. And metal. And the form is the shape of a table. Well, it is a table. It's not just the shape of... I'm looking at a table right now. Right. Got it. Mm-hmm. Keep going. But that's what, that's what it was intended for, mm-hmm. to be a table, this particle, whatever, and metal was clearly intended to be a table. Correct. But could I use it for something else? Well, sure. Yeah. What? Um, well, if you were uh, if you were a giant, you could use it like a chair. Maybe it's a little wobbly, but yeah, I could sit <laughs> on it. If nothing was on it, I probably could pick it up and swing. Mm-hmm. You could use it to beat me to death. That's but a beautiful thought. Would we agree that that means the table would be used... Improperly. Improperly, not mm-hmm. for what it was created for. Yep. Tough to argue against that. Mm-hmm. Matter and form. Yep. When this, this material in its form, intended form, is used, when it's used for, properly, it's like it's very helpful. Like for, We have our wine on this, and we have our laptop on this, and our mics. Mm-hmm. But were it to be used for other purposes, I guess it could be helpful theoretically, like if the circumstances warranted it, if... An attacker happened to. That would not be the choice of weapon. Well, that wouldn't nothing, make any if, sense. If I had nothing else. Well, this microphone no, no, would be if better. If I had <laughs> nothing else, it was me in the table. Uh, I would use it. So, point being that. Well, we're getting to a larger point, but right. we're slowly going to get there. 
Oh, how slow do you want to go? Because yeah. this will be like an, an hour long podcast if you no. drag it out too long. Okay. So you can you make the move connection. On. You want to move on fast? Well, no, I'm just saying. I mean, I think the point has I been I think there's made. a point here, but for kids, I think this point is one to hammer home. It's very practical in so many other. It's like we can do this with Legos. Legos made of plastic, some type of chemical combination that's probably cancerous. That's terrible. Because you shouldn't eat it. Oh, so Legos, eat it, when used for their purpose, can create wonderful things. But if Legos are used to stab somebody or if somebody eats them. Stab somebody? How do you it stab could have, somebody it could have con- Well, if you like had a, like, a longer piece, I guess you could. You could stab them with the, one of those long 8 by 4 8 by 2 8 by 2 Anyways, I mean, that's the point I was making. I just think this is a point, philosophical, natural law thing to teach kids. And simple. Now, how do you propose to teach kids that? The way I just did. You teach them about the Legos? <laughs> I'm just curious, like, what, what is your... I just your... think kids, kids are getting into middle school and stuff like that. I think this is a good classical way of teaching them. It's very basic and simple. You can, everyday life. You don't have to sit down with a big lesson to do it. Mm-hmm. But I think the, then... I brought this up many times with, with the kids in random situations, like I don't even – it just comes up. I go, well, you know, that's me. I do matter and form. It's just quick and move on my life. Planting seeds. Mm-hmm. But on the terms – in terms of the human being. Right. Because I was thinking like when I've ever spoken with middle school or high school teens and talking about this exact making the point of who we are as human beings and how we've been created in our purpose, I usually use – that matter and form to be able to help them understand who they are and who they're created to be. But I don't know that I would just use the matter and form like out of the blue like that. But I suppose, I guess, talking about the purpose of things, like this is yeah. made to be, oh, you just hit your brother on the head with that baseball bat. Is that baseball bat intended to be used that way? Correct. So I do that on a regular basis. Which is philosophy. Right. That is true. Yeah. Even if you're I not naming it like, per se, but yeah, it's, I'm it's not a, talking like it's a simple foundational. The matter is wood. What's the matter? <laughs> <laughs> the matter is the wood. Um, no, you don't have to do it that way. But I think it's something when you we I guess maybe what I'm really saying is we do this right. We teach people kids this stuff, this basic natural law, this basic philosophy. Just in those situations with children when they're using things for ways they're not supposed to be using them. Right. I think that's the, right, that's the kind of But I have done this, but I, way. I, me, have done this with kids in I random mean, moments. With our kids? Our children. Okay. And I do go into my little matter and form thing. It's only when the, only when the mood strikes. Hmm. And they usually roll their eyes and don't really pay attention, but I do it anyways. That's beautiful. But I think Granted, getting it was to... Timothy and he was two years old. But... <laughs> Obviously, getting to the larger point. Okay, so getting now to the level, taking that. Taking that basic so natural law principle matter form. that things are have a certain makeup we, to them and they have a purpose. We are created. Where, yes, we are created beings, exactly. And so therefore, we must have matter and form. And what is our matter and our form? And so this What's really. What's the matter with you? <laughs> I don't need to keep doing that. Yeah, no, keep doing it. It's good. So what is your matter? (laughs) (laughs) So you're ridiculous. (laughs) What's the matter for you? (laughs) (laughs) So yes, so we have matter and form. So what is our matter as human beings? Well, we have a body. So, I mean, are you talking body? Well, I am. So I mean, we are biological beings. We're biologically, we have matter. Chemical. We have. What kinds of things going on there? Right. Yep. Taking an anatomy lesson. Deep. We'll let somebody else go. Yeah. We'll yeah. let somebody else go far deeper than that. <laughs> we we're not scientists. Get to the molecular uh, <laughs> level. Cellular structures yeah, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Right. We're, we're, we have bodies. We're a composition of Clearly. all sorts of things, our body. As our what animates our body exactly, so that's the key, and this is the lesson that we it's can just, teach even the smallest of children. Yeah, and we teach this lesson about the the eternal part of us that does not die, which is the soul. 
And that is what animates us. It's the living principle of all life is a, a soul. And Aquinas would say that Aquinas would have acknowledged that, but he also would have he would discuss uh, the soul as being human reason, the, the capacity for human beings to reason, which of course gets caught up in our spiritual, our spirituality, us being spiritual beings, but the mm -hmm. capacity for us to reason. I think he also rational thought. But he also went along with Aristotle with the life-giving principle because Aristotle right. did talk about like levels of of soul. Like mm -hmm. so there's, you know, you have the living things that move and then you have things that don't move and things are alive, but there are literally levels of living. So you, the highest level is the rational soul, which only only human beings possess a rational soul. Correct. No animal has a rational soul because they cannot and, reason. Correct. So to, as we're talking about soul, we're talking about that rational soul, the soul that can love, can make choice, can well, reason. You, yeah. Yes. Yes. So we're not talking about animals just because nope. it's just, then that's important for people to recognize and for this kids to understand. This is probably the first important point is to make the point of uh, Brady and Gronk. <laughs> Our two stupid cats. <laughs> I was going to say that the chickens that you ate, well, but, they're alive, but. but, the, but yeah, but you know how this where this goes. We have to go to like cats and right, dogs because dogs, they are higher in the, the spectrum, if you will, of the capacity to think, but they still do not. Reason. They, have, they are incapable of reasoning. And, and choice. And there are people out there who would want to argue that point. And sorry, you will never be able to prove that your dog has a capacity of reasoning. And it's very simple to me. When you can tell, when your dog starts talking to me about the stars <laughs> and gazing at them at night. <laughs> I had a dog that did that. No, starts, <laughs> starts talking about love <laughs> and willing the good of the other as other. Right, and, obviously. And, and this, this is not is, an anti-pet thing. We like pets. We love pets. Yeah, yeah we really do. And and but yeah, that's to, a whole other conversation the, for another be, day. There is a difference between a difference. human beings and our capacity to reason mm -hmm. versus the rest of the created order. Yes. And this is really important because it was just this fundamental point that human beings are created body and soul is, a f is foundational to any understanding that your children will ever have about who they are as a created person, their sexuality, how mm -hmm. that all plays into who they are. This is absolutely foundational to an understanding of human anthropology. And we might make the point that we're body soul composites. We're not, we can't, one does not, is not more important to, than the other. Correct. Because then you start getting into dualism and that leads to all kinds of problems. So, because all kinds of heresies and bad philosophies and bad decision making come out of overemphasizing one. We are body, right. soul, composites. We need both. We need both. They're both important. And so the kids, you know, just some practical, because we're, we're really heady tonight. There's a lot of like, you know, big philosophical thoughts and we need some practicality. Philosophical. And really to be practical about this, um, at even the youngest of age, kids witness death. So if it's a death of a pet, or a loved one, or a, you know, the fish that you had to flush down the toilet. Whatever it is, <sighs> there's an experience of- Is the small fish still alive? The small fish is still alive. I actually fed it the other day and it went shooting up to the top and like literally ate all the food it's I gave it. It's like at this point. It's terrible, poor thing. Anyways, so the point is that we have an abundance of opportunity and not just about death, but it, it's just that's the very obvious one because that is when your soul and your body actually separate. So, you know, a lot of times kids ask about death. They want to know why we die. They want to know how, you know, thing that just comes up. I mean, and if they watch any movie, there's usually a character. I mean, any of these Disney movies, I mean, think about it, like Bambi. I mean, even when we were, well, I mean. Who dies in Bambi? <laughs> the mom. When? I, you're not, you're, you're pulling my leg. You're obviously giving me that look. You know that Bambi's mom dies. I think, I don't think I've ever watched that whole movie. Seriously? That's like the heartbreaking my moment when Bambi is. My parents me. me from that kind of trauma. Most movies, somebody loses, a, I mean, we were just watching Big Hero 6 the other week. I mean, died you know. in Big Hero 6. 
the brother. What is the matter with you? You're just teasing me now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> the kids are so going sad. to encounter death because it's a part of life. And we've always talked about that. At least I know I talk about death as a part of life. And what's what's happened is there the soul of the human, not the fish, because obviously we explain, and that's why these fundamental mm-hmm. things are really important to know the difference, but that the soul of a person is eternal. It lives on forever. So it goes on to eternity. It had a created moment, but it goes on to eternity. Oh my. Is your fish going to be in heaven? Is your dog going to be in heaven? I don't have the answer to that question. But if they are in heaven... What I always understood was if they are in heaven, it's not through an act of their own doing, but because God has allowed for his created order that he created, the goodness in his creation to be part of our eternal Mm -hmm. happiness. So that's if they're there, they very well could be. But it'll be because God willed. If if they're Trying to get you in trouble be, now. now. Whatever. People, our six list, our seven listeners I now, I think. When I used to talk about this stuff when I was teaching. Oh, kids would probably. Oh, they eight. would just they would just give you the look. And like, but Mr. Dogs go to heaven. And they think they trip me up. And I, I would look and I go, I actually don't care. And they'd just be, what? I was like, I have no idea. I haven't been to heaven. And when you're in the beatific and, vision and pure like, happiness. It's, that, and I do, that's the angle I take on it. I was like, by the way, but when you face face to God, it's not really going to matter in the end. But if he wants them there, they'll be there. And if he doesn't, they won't. It's not that complicated. Why get caught up on that? <laughs> right. So these opportunities to talk about the person, who we are, who you are as a body and soul, your body and soul. And when you die, your soul will go hopefully to heaven. That's the goal, to get your soul to heaven and live forever with God. But I always remind the kids that when Jesus comes again at the end of time, we're going to get our bodies back. That's how important our bodies are. It's not that he just gave us our bodies for this temporal, this time that we're in, but that he wants us to get our bodies Mm -hmm. back. He made them and he glorified. I mean, he would have come as a spirit if he didn't think the body say, was right, important. But the incarnation, yep. incarnate, he becomes enfleshed. He takes on our flesh because he wants to raise it to this divine level mm-hmm. that we're going to have our our bodies back again yep. someday too. Preach it. And we won't what? get fat from eating and drinking. <laughs> We won't go, we go and gain weight, the COVID-15. What weight or, will I be? What weight will I be at? The perfect weight. Well, what weight is that? Whatever Jesus was. <laughs> well, that doesn't make sense. Mm-mm. It actually doesn't. I have no idea how, how heavy or light will be mm. in heaven. Okay. Just I mean, go. when we get our bodies, that is. But if, they'll be perfect bodies, you, so who cares? If you know, let us know. Who cares? It doesn't even matter because we'll be able to it won't matter. That's walk the, through that's, walls that's and, you know. Will we, though? Yes. Jesus did. Mm-hmm. Oh, all those. Um, wow. What's then it? you wouldn't be able to count your steps. It's extra steps to go around the wall. <laughs> you don't need to count your steps. <laughs> but why not? <laughs> I don't know. I'd meet my step um, goal every day in heaven. You probably could still walk. <laughs> it's just that you could choose to be somewhere and just be there and you don't need to actually walk. Why walk? There. Why bother? I don't know. I don't know. I've never. I, Can you I've fly never, in heaven? I've never had a glorified body, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm going down this rabbit hole that ne- we'll never return from. <laughs> I'm right. never going to get back to our All topic. Right. So matter and form. <laughs> body and soul. For human beings, body and soul. Mm-hmm. Soul being the capacity, right? our capacity that we're spiritual beings, but that our capacity to reason. And then we and take be that. Alive. Be alive. That's also important. And then if we take this to the level of human sexuality, uh, body, so matter, body leads to the procreative dimension of human sexuality and Body, soul, so form, soul, leads to the unitive dimension of human sexuality. So the procreative and unitive. And procreative, of course, being our capacity to create with, to procreate, create with God, to have children, to bear children, Mm -hmm. to make and bear children. Make and bear, bear children. children. <laughs> I am not doing the bearing, and despite all modern news, no man can bear children. No. 
Sorry. No true man can not bear happening. children. Because <laughs> that's not you, what he was Lord. designed <laughs> that's right. to do. Correct. Back to our understanding. If you not just, that complicated. Not to go down any kind of holes here, Why rabbit not? holes, but if you look at any hot button topic having to do with sexuality, which we're not going to go down all the roads, you come back to matter and form and you'll understand what truly God has created for us as human beings. And by large, everything, assuming be, being properly ordered, falls into line with this. And we're not going to go down a rabbit hole. There's all kinds of potential exceptions to this because of environment or um, or how people are born and different uh, um, illnesses or DNA stuff going on. So we're not going down that road. But by and large, all things, when properly ordered, fall into place with natural law. There's no question about that. Because mm -hmm. that's why it's natural law. It's built into our very nature. Correct. So, yes. so procreative is that capacity to not just only uh, procreate, create, and therefore bear children, but also to, so, and they're created male and female, right? Child, child can be male law. or female. Mm -hmm. Biology, folks. Not that complicated. It's pretty simple. Human anatomy. Um, it also includes rearing children, raising children. And this is a very important thing. It's not just about having children. It's also about rearing them, raising them, taking care of them for as long as they need the care of their mothers and fathers. Mm -hmm. It also, when you point out the importance of male and female, it also raises the importance of children having moms and dads because they naturally have to have moms and dads mm -hmm. <laughs> to exist. Right. And and mom and dads are not just important with the creating of children, but also with the, the rearing, rearing of, children. of children. Exactly. And that's why all things considered in the best case scenario for a child yes. is to have a mother and a father. Correct. So obviously we know when we get adopted children and everything else, which is fantastic if there has been an issue with their own family and that they could be adopted by a mother and father who love them. It's ideal. Is the ideal situation. And this is not to speak ill of single parents who have to nope. fight a real big fight to love and, and, and take care of their children or their children. That's not what we're saying. But studies back this up over and over and over again. That the ideal situation is is a mother and father mm -hmm. who care for them, of course, um, involved in their lives daily. Um, so that's procreative dimension. That leads us into the unitive dimension. Of sexuality, because now we're move we've moved, I know you said it, but like just because we're taking all I this know, I wish I had my chart. Philosophy, I know it's much easier if there's a visual. But so that we've we've started with matter and form philosophically, right. all created order. Now we've moved to the human person, body and soul, and now we're specifically going into the human sexuality, who mm -hmm. we are created as male and female, because we know God created, he created man and woman, and then that's how all humanity has continued on. So it's basic um, how human anthropology and how we've and how humans have continued on. Mm -hmm. So we're now you're now getting specific into our sexuality and how matter and form kind of really relate to our sexuality. So who we are as a human person in our maleness or our femaleness has two dimensions to it. Our maleness and our femaleness or or femaleness um, have a procreative dimension to our sexuality and mm -hmm. a unitive dimension. Correct. Naturally. Continue. I just wanted to give a recap. I thought that was a good so recap. Cool. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Well done. Thanks. Thank you. Continue. So the unitive dimension of human sexuality is because we are beings that can reason, it is actually our capacity to, and we talked about this two weeks ago, to love. Mm -hmm. Our capacity to will the good of the other as other, which requires reason. This isn't doesn't just happen. We have to choose to will will That's the good of the will other is. to will, will the good of choice. the other as mm -hmm. other right we have to choose that it's our choice and human beings have the capacity to make that amazing choice every day every hour of the day we have the capacity to do that 
again, properly ordered, and certainly with grace, to will the good of the other as other. And so this also includes the idea of, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, sacrifice um, in terms of human sexuality, total gift of self. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, in this regards, it means male and female giving each other, com- com- giving themselves completely to each other. And it only makes sense in the context of marriage. So getting this, our well, sexuality. A, that was the punchline at the end, but. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you want to go somewhere else before the punchline? Sorry again. Total gift of self. They, no, that's okay. Good. So I'm there. I mean, I'm so at the punchline. So what we just described, the procreative <laughs> unit dimensions can only. Only make sense and, and is naturally supposed to take place in a. In a lifelong bond. I was going to say, because there's one more piece to it. I knew there was one other piece that was commitment. Correct. Because that was the other piece that was missing. The the, the capacity, again, because through reason, mm-hmm. we have the capacity to commit to another person, male and female, for as long as we live, till death do, our, do a spot. So understanding our sexuality, really, you cannot separate out these dimensions. Like, you can't separate out... Who we are as human right. beings, our capacity to further the human race, and our capacity to join with another human being in a unitive bond. You can't separate those two things, just like you can't separate the body and the soul. You Well, you can separate it, but when you separate Outside it, of marriage, meaning. So, yeah, when you separate it, that's when you start to have the problems. Correct. So yeah. you can't like explore the procreative dimension without the unitive dimension or explore the unitive dimension if you're just doing without that, the pro- procreative dimension. Just to put a finer point on it, if you're just doing the procreative dimension without the unitive, you're just becoming a dog. You're just be- acting like a dog. Right. I mean, I hate to say it, but you're allowing yourself or just to, to act like, yeah, to be Just an having kids everywhere or yeah, whatever. An and there's no reason. commitment to a certain yeah. person who you're having kids with or- and we're better than that. We have the again. I would argue we can through grace. This is possible. We mm-hmm. need God's grace to do this. So there's no and question like, about that. Quite them. frankly, it's it's nearly impossible without grace. Yeah, because I would yeah, because you, of the world the we're living in make, right now. If somebody's doing it and they don't quote unquote believe in God, we would make the argument that they're still there's grace. There's great. There's actual grace through the available prayers of to others, them. et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or so, they, they've chosen, they're working hard at living a virtuous life, but I have to argue prayers and part of that. Right. Because the temptation and concupiscence is yep. there. And yep. so any, and I think teaching teaching children, and this is why we've really walked through this over the course of a few weeks, is because it's not like one day. And, and this is, you know, <laughs> just thinking back to obviously generations and generations of the birds and the bees talk like there's a talk. The flowers and the trees and birds up above. I don't know. And a thing called love. I don't really know all the words. Thank you. So, but the idea that there's like a talk that happens is like one talk. It's like one time you sit down and then you. You hear about sex, you know, it's like in this one time, one hour well, special with your parents, if you're lucky. Because then that got outsourced to the flipping schools. Yep. Which is insanity, by insanity. the way. Insanity. Insane that Insane. at some point, when did that actually happen? At some I, point, I don't know. parents have said, oh, good, I don't have to do I it I don't now. have to talk about this, so I'm going to pass this along so to people you know. that I really don't know it's so uncomfortable. to tell my kids about their body it's that God sad. designed and their it's sexuality. Sad. So we need to take it back as parents. Oh, we have a... I, I wanted to bring down that book that I was using with Michael. Well, we have to continue so this we'll on do, anyways we'll, we'll next week. We'll do week, more probably. next week. Yeah. Because yeah. I think there's But I did uh, – I guess I want to say before I even went into that book anyway, so that works out well. I mm-hmm. actually spent time with Michael when over a couple of, of – uh, two or three – I think it was two or three nights. I still have to finish up that. But of talking to him about all of this stuff. And I actually walked through this whole hylomorphic anthropology with him and kept referring back to it as I went further and further into the details, kept referring back to that. So he came, he would have this, I wanted it to be ingrained, right? Just be immersed in his brain, reason. So he can think about it and this will pay off down the line when he's faced with temptations and other things that he remembers hopefully who he is mm-hmm. and what he's capable of, capable of through grace. And I think the point I was making is that even though you might've sat down for those four nights, those three nights, whatever it is to specifically talk 
because we don't obviously, well, not obvious, but we don't talk about things uh, with our kids until it's appropriate to yes. talk about, you know, sexual, the sexual act, sexual intercourse until they've hit puberty and it's appropriate to talk about those things. Um, and I've heard different schools of thought. People say all sorts of things to their kids at young ages. We're firm believers that the innocence of our children is very important. However, these foundational points, right, like we said, you can start talking to your children about these foundational elements. So when the time comes and you make these connections, it makes sense. Obviously, yeah, we're we're made this way, like we're made body and soul. Our bodies are important. They're sacred. We need to treat them with respect. We need to treat others with respect. Things that you've already built upon when the time comes, it's not like eye-opening, like, oh, we, oh, we have a sexuality. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, we already know about this. We're just telling you kind of connecting the dots now for you on how this all works. But um, I just think it's important. And and if if you're listening and you're somebody who okay, yep, my kids are older, already kind of haven't really planted seeds, then there are really good resources. We we can point you to some resources for teens and things yeah, like and that. And I would say moms and dads, you know, one of the things I think I've heard of from uh, parents in the past is that they, well, I don't, I don't think I, I'm worthy of talking about this stuff in the way the church teaches because I made mistakes. Mm -hmm. Sorry, yeah. folks. That's just, that's a cop, it's a cop out. Because we know that through the sacraments, especially reconciliation, that God heals us and moves us forward and gives us the grace to do better. And we always can do better by children, by our children. So don't let that be your, your excuse not to engage in this. There's plenty of resources. We'll point you to a bunch of them. But it's far more effective if moms or dads are doing this. Why? Fundamentally, well, because they're going to trust you. But two, you have your child's best interests in mind. I'm sorry. The public school system, for example, does not. That's not their job. Sure, maybe to teach them. Well, do they even teach two plus two is four anymore? But I don't know. Um, you, it's your job to protect your child's purity, right? Mm -hmm. And and I think there's nothing more important than that. And their purity is at on it's being attacked at a younger and younger ages. And there are all kinds of new stories on that. You can go look that up yourself. All over the country, where public school systems are trying to lower and lower the age of corrupting the innocence and purity of children through health class. Mm -hmm. And you need to be looking at that. And if your kids are in public schools and you haven't checked into that, even you Catholic schools, you should check right. into that, by the way. And you can Absolutely. ask and you can pull them Look out. Into it. You have rights as parents. You have the rights as parents. So I know no one, no parent wants to be that parent that complains or that, you know, makes a fuss. But looking at the long term for your child, it's well worth pulling a kid out of a yeah. class if you know for sure you, you've you looked into it and you you know what they're using and you don't approve of it. Pull them out. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I just, I just think that's a note that, you know, it's important for us to say as, as fellow parents, but it's your responsibility. Mm -hmm. Protect your kids, protect their purity, find out what they're being taught regarding these types of things and take action when needed. Mm -hmm. And I think most parents don't want like fifth graders to be learning about all the think of all the crazy issues today, mm -hmm. fifth grade, and it's happening. There's some trying it fourth grade, third grade. So make sure you know what's going on. Be, yep. be um, educated. Mm -hmm. Find that information, folks. Make good decisions for your kids. So I think we should wrap up there and continue okay. next week with some more practical. I think you're and right. Because now we're at almost 50 minutes. That's and so long. So long. So, so sorry we did so that to you, long. folks. I want to sit down. We have my feet are, are actually hurting me. I've been on them all day. I need a snack, <laughs> a refill on the wine, a snack, mm -hmm. the voice, all these things that have to happen. But more importantly than all the things we want to do, is that there's so much to to really talk about, and really, we, I'd like to get into a little the virtues of chastity mm -hmm. and yeah. and um, modesty. modesty next week, Agreed. and really try to. Kind of, of delving into both of which are um, subcategories of the virtue of temperance, the great virtue of temperance. Mm -hmm. So these are really important, and we can't we can't really understand how to live out our sexuality without the virtues, which is the real help and pattern of good behavior to get into um, that we need to be able to teach our children about. So we'll talk more practically next week. 
and maybe a little less philosophically and more of practicality of. I think I have a slide with the hylomorphic stick figure, man. I'll put that in. You the, should put that in. That's what I was thinking. If you had, I if you had to put an last image. Last week's episode extras in. So oh yeah, I can do that too this week. Yeah, put a slide in. That sounds so nice. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode of Raising Eighth. <laughs> Did you forget what it was? No, I just was like another episode uh, of Raising Eight. And yeah, I, I mean, forgot listen, I had I'm to all say for, that part. I'm all for changing it. No, no, no. I don't want to change it. A Another episode of, of Raising Eight. A couple of sinners trying to raise saints. God bless. What she said. <laughs> I did it the way you liked it. You always do, honey. Um, God bless.